They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you. This is They're Coming to Get You. My name is Brent Terhune. My name is Gavin Eddings. And Brent, what is that smell? What is that smell? Is it what The Rock is cooking? I don't know if it's the, if it's what The Rock is cooking. No, hold on. I got it. I can smell your cunt. Oh, God. Just Okay, now it's <laughs> out of the way. He said it. I, I listened. I was listening to our Freddy versus Jason episode <laughs> on the way home to you know to quality control after it's been out for uh, several days. Yeah, and I'm like, man, he really wanted to say the c word on the podcast. Say it, say it, Kevin. <laughs> Cunt. There yeah. we go. Yeah, that'll get us our explicit rating on the Apple Podcast. I can smell your gun. Uh, we are to- talking about an R-rated movie that I know. says the word in it. So today we are talking about the movie Black Swan. And- <laughs> Just we're going to talk about a movie that is not. But no, today we are talking about the Academy Award winning Best Picture 1991's The Silence of the Lambs. This is a uh, Patreon suggested episode by one of our lovely patrons. Mm -hmm. We've got this is coming from Mr. Casey Casey Venema. Casey Venema, who requests this episode, one of our earliest patrons over there on patreon.com backslash they're coming to get you where you get bonus episodes and all your episodes early and if you're part of the thanks for bringing him up here you can actually request episodes on the main Mm -hmm. series which he did and now he gets to hear us talk about and just really show reverence to this academy award winning uh, academy award winning movie by boiling it down to I can smell your cunt it's Uh, a film it is a film and I'm going to say right now of all the movies we've covered on this podcast, we've covered over 50 now, this is probably like the absolute best movie we have covered. This- I was going to I was going to propose that, but before we talk about that, Gavin, we should say that we have two new episodes over on our Patreon episode that are only going to be on Patreon. Yes, I have not published the other one yet, but I okay. but I will because you gave it away. Whatever, Sorry. guess you're getting guess you're getting two bonus episodes this month. Patrons, oh <laughs> god, they're, they're gonna get coming. Thanks for coming to We're get gonna... you. So I'll keep that coming for you. Uh, but we have two bonus episodes, new ones up. We've got the worst horror sequels, and we've got the best horror villains, which I will, I guess, put up after we finish recording this. Because do it, don't be you, a coward. Because you gave it away. You gave it away. But and no. also, what what were the other two that we had on there? I don't remember. Uh, so there's uh, a total of four. Yeah, we've got the ones that have. Uh, Best scenes from horror movies and that's right. scary scenes from horror movies and scary scenes from non-horror movies. Yeah. So, so four total episodes that you will not hear on our free feed. Yeah. And be sure to like leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or mm-hmm. Spotify, if you will. All right. I, uh, best. We, we were going to talk about this, Gavin, because uh, this might – because I would say what are the best movies we've covered so far as far as – Horror, and we could also talk about potentially Academy Award-winning movies because I yes. could say Jaws would be one. Yeah, I Exorcist. would say the The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I am biased because it is one of my favorite movies or my favorite movie. Maybe Halloween, but that's like a th- third, maybe a distant third. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what other movies that we've covered that would be up there with the Silence of the Lambs. 
I think we nailed it because we've covered some. We've. I think the Munsters Hot Rod Herman is up there with us, <laughs> the Lamb. <laughs> uh, I think even though it didn't get Academy Award stuff. Oh, I think The Shining. It's probably oh, yeah. What, yeah, how could we forget The Shining? Yeah, Robin, our loyal listener Robin right now is like, where's The Shining? Where's the... <laughs> Robin, no, Robin. I have no idea what, we... her, what, what she sounds like, but where's The Shining? You don't <laughs> she call does, Jack Torrance. She does sound like a Jewish mother, <laughs> old Robin does. So, so <laughs> I think The Shining, The Exorcist, Jaws, those are all upper echelon horror movies that you can enjoy and people won't say you watch that trash health well even you've said that you have a jaws poster in your living room yeah and that's not running off your family or the normies that come over no they're like oh you like jaws that is a really good movie i remember i didn't want to go swimming for a while yeah yeah, but if you have Terrifier 2, the poster, <laughs> in your living room, then people might have some questions. Yeah, or like a House of a Thousand Corpses poster. They're like, oh, I need to leave. I'm in danger. That's right. I'm in danger. <laughs> so I would say, you're right, Gavin. This might be the best movie we've covered. And it, I don't know, might be the best movie we ever cover on this podcast. Yes, that is until Terrifier Three comes out, um, which is going <laughs> to be the sign. It's it's going to be the signs of the lambs of slasher movies. Be like, how did they get Anthony Hopkins for Art the Clown? I know David Howard Thornton really did a good job, but they got Anthony Hopkins, <laughs> Sir Anthony Hopkins, which yeah. I don't even know if he's knighted, but I think I, he is. He's a I think sir he is. in my book. <laughs> he should be. He should be knighted. Uh, and also, uh, Sir Jodie Foster. uh when was your first exposure to the silence of the lambs i think probably i don't know five years ago six years ago fairly recent but you always you know if you know anything about true crime or, or anything you know there's a trickle down of ed gein the butcher of plainfield in wisconsin mm-hmm. would uh dig up people's graves, make uh, furniture and clothing out of people's skin. Which, which you can buy on Etsy now. Yeah, dude, he's, he does good work. Uh, <laughs> the butcher of... And uh, he had like a, a, a some kind of tongue deformity, so he sounded odd when he spoke. Um, I If you get to... Like, he's an interesting serial killer if you're into that kind of thing. But you're here on the Silence of the Lambs episode, so I assume you would be. So you get the the trickle down of of Ed Gein and then the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You get Psycho and Norman Bates, and then you get uh, the Silence of the Lambs. Yes. So you got to be a prolific serial killer or just weird dude to inspire so many different horror movies. Mm-hmm. And franchises, not even. Movies, yeah, franchises. franchises. That's he. He was thinking when he was doing this and making his Etsy furniture out of bones and people. He's like, the franchise is what it's all about, and you you can't have a one off. You got to have the sequels. You got to be toyetic in yeah, the movie making business. Uh, when he killed his brother in that fire on their farm, he said, "One day they're gonna remember." <laughs> um. So you watched this for the first time six years ago. I found this because also it's based on a book. That I have not read. Okay, you, you, I could, uh, you could say it's based on a book, and I'd tell you right away, I haven't read it. <laughs> I haven't. I, I know it's a book. I think Stephanie uh, has it on her shelf, actually. 
I'm a literate, literate and proud of it. I don't want to learn how to read because that's how the liberals get you. You start reading, you start having ideas. And all I, mm-hmm. I get all my ideas from the Fox News. <laughs> I just seen on Fox News. But it's <laughs> it's on your uh, your girlfriend's shelf. I believe not so. not read it. Yeah. I, I've not read it, but it's available if I want to. Um, I watched this for the first time right around the time like Hannibal came out on DVD. I got it from the library. And I just remember everybody talking about Hannibal the, the the sequel and that last scene with like Ray Liotta and the brain and I was like what's yeah. this about what, what's going on with the Silence of the Lambs and then I found out about like Hannibal the Cannibal and I finally watched it and I was like well this is just a damn good movie this isn't necessarily like quote unquote scary but mm-hmm. it is scary in a way because this is one of the most realistic horror movies that we've covered on the podcast well and you know it's drawn from real life things you that's know, Ed with, Gein, with the, the I think he's uh, from Ed Gein, the Butcher of Plainfield. Actually, I don't know if you knew true. that. I, you know, I heard that once. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, and p- we could also address. Hey, is is this thriller? Because uh, even Wikipedia would say it's a psychological horror, or people would say it's a thriller, and I think the Academy would call it a thriller. They don't really give much to the horror genre unless it's uh, Jordan Peele's screenplay. But if you want to really make it fancy, you call it a psychological thriller. Mm-hmm. That's how you get them. Because they're like, oh, there's psychology involved and it's a thriller? Well, then, let's talk about it. It It is one of those things where this is real-life horror. This is There's not much that happens in this movie that hasn't happened in real life. And it's it's not out of the realm of possibility to think that somebody would skin victims or be eating humans. So really, this is the most scary, but it's just not as scary as some of the other movies we've covered. Well, there's a lot that they took from real serial killers with with this. One of the things is the character of Buffalo Bill. Of course, he does the skin stuff like a Leatherface or an Ed Gein. But he also has a little Ted Bundy with mm-hmm. the, the scene where he has... The, the woman in the van. He's like, can you just help me get this in the van? Are you about size 14? Yeah. And um, that's what there was. Do you remember like in 2019 when Ted Bundy was like the hottest serial killer? He had like every Netflix thing out. So hot right now. God, that Ted Bundy, like you had the Ted Bundy tapes. You had that Zac Efron movie. I was like, and, God. And he's, yeah. He was getting a lot of like I saw Kevin Hart and him were gonna do a movie together. It was he was having a really good year. And then <laughs> real hot girl shit. And then COVID hit and you're like, God damn it. Really derailed Ted Bundy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's the the thing of he would like lure people in, didn't he have like fake crutches or a fake cast and help yeah. me load my ski equipment or something into my yellow uh Volkswagen, Volkswagen Beetle. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I thought of that enough. too when he was loading the stuff in the couch. I'm like, that's a Ted Bundy thing right there. I think Ted Bundy didn't go far enough with his acting. Like, yeah, a crutch <laughs> and a a crutch and a cast. Get a fake leg. Mm-hmm. Really commit to the bit. Like you're helping her and then your arm falls off. It's like, oh no, I have to help you. And you're like, wah blah blah blah. <laughs> Get the lamp from a Christmas story. <laughs> Stick it up your pant leg. <laughs> And then, uh, you know, fast forward to you having sex with her decapitated head. That Jesus old story. Christ, you, you, really, you really brought it back to earth. We can't be making goofs about Ted Bundy. He was a monster. <laughs> yeah, he was. But goddamn, was he handsome. Goddamn. And not really. When people say, oh, you're so handsome, and you see a real picture of him, you're like, he's fine. I mean, yeah. he's no Zac Efron. 
So I'm going. So one thing that makes me kind of uncomfortable sometimes is I'm going at the time of this recording. I'm going to Horror Hound Indianapolis this weekend. Mm-hmm. I'll be there hanging out, not at a table, but if you see me out and about, be like, "Hey, I, I listen to your podcast or I watch YouTube, whatever." And I'll be like, "I, I might don't know be there you. too." And please don't say anything. To me. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing, and maybe we, maybe you've noticed this. Do you feel a little weird when there's like serial killer merch at horror conventions? It is that weird thing, and that it's also a phenomenon of murderabilia, where it's like, do you want to buy uh, who, uh, John Wayne Gacy's art? Yeah. Like, not, not really, you know? Like, it's like, I, I understand, like, you want to buy Jason or Freddie Mertz. They're fictional killers killing fictional people, but then it's like, I want a Ted Bundy phone case, and you're like, I don't think I want that. Yeah, there, there was one booth I saw at a different horror con that had, like, uh, serial killer trading cards. Oh, God. And it probably had the stats on the back. Maybe that's <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm not exaggerating. I think maybe it was like baseball cards. All I know is that John Wayne Gacy had a really shitty batting average in the 1985 season. He, but he was the manager of a KFC, so it all works out, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, where it's it's celebrating like real like real bad people, mm-hmm. you know, like true villains. Listen, what I did, I bought, I did buy the serial killer trading cards, and I, I, I ate the gum and I threw the cards away. I, <laughs> uh, and you ate the guy who sold you the cards too. <laughs> yeah, Big League Chew referred to the guy who you eat yeah. who sells you the cards. Exactly. His name was Big League. We did call him Big League. So. <laughs> okay, so Silence of the Lambs. We both very much like this movie. It's yeah. it's a it's a two hour movie, but it is a brisk two hours. Always something going on. However, I did write at the beginning of this movie in my notes, I did write, do we have to watch her run the entire obstacle course? Yeah, it's a lot at the beginning with with her obstacle course type stuff. And then later she's running again in it and like is getting quizzed on what's a 202, what's a breaking a window to get in or whatever. I don't know how cops remember all those numbers. Yeah, I think they just make them up. I think, um, I think a 187 is a murder. And I, yeah. I learned that from NWA, I think, or Ice T. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, uh, I, we got a sixty nine twenty four seven over here. <laughs> I got a four four twenty XX six nine Deadpool fan XX. <laughs> that was my screen name back in now, <laughs> right now, <laughs> right now. He's on Xbox. He's on Xbox Live right now. He's like, what up? I'm four twenty XX Deadpool six <laughs> nine Smoke Weed Earth Day XX. What up? Oh shit! We just seen you show your meat on the live stream on Twitch, <laughs> <laughs> which is the thing that literally happened yesterday in the time of this recording. Yeah, that guy. I, I I didn't know he showed his meat. So I, it's a streamer <laughs> called I Show Speed. That's who did it. But yeah. he, I heard he flashed it, but he showed his dick. Yeah, it was a lot. And I love that people keep saying he showed his meat. I love when you call a dick meat. <laughs> Ah, shit, the meat on... Listen, if you give me 50 subs right now, I will show meat on stream. That's our fourth tier on Patreon. (laughs) We're meat showers. (laughs) And one of us is a meat shower and one of us is a meat grower. We'll let you figure out who. Go ahead, comment right now. Who's the grower? Who's the... On Patreon right now, it's a poll. Who's the grower? Who's the shower? Oh, God. Uh, but yeah, I did write. She runs for a long ass time, and also the cargo net. I, I understand why they train for that. If a cop is ever chasing a perp and a cargo net is involved, I'm not chasing the perp anymore because clearly they want to get away more than I want yeah. to catch them. 
they're part pirate and they're trying to get to the crow's nest up there or something. <laughs> I don't know. We yeah, we and we pretty soon we get the premise of the movie like she gets called into uh the like the FBI not the FBI director but her boss and he like puts her on assignment go see Hannibal Lecter. Jaw Jack Crawford. Hey. Clarice Starling. Hey. How you doing? Uh uh Dr. Lecter. How do you feel about her uh, accent this whole movie? It sure Jenny is an Foster. accent. It sure is an accent from somewhere. Dr. Lecter. I don't hate it. Uh, I, don't, like, I don't hate it either. But like this is like, oh, would you say it's almost a perfect movie? I would say it's almost a perfect movie. I think it does have a little bit of stuff that's kind of like, we, we could have trimmed down her running montage, but you got to get everybody's names in it or whatever. And you got to show how dedicated she is. And maybe yeah. her in the classroom, maybe whatever. But I think it's perfect. You've got a great cast of characters. You've got incredible acting. You do have her accent, which there's actually an unauthorized musical parody of Silence of the Lambs <laughs> called Silence. Um, a, a theater here um, in Evansville showed it like seven years ago. And I, I went to it. It's very funny. It's got some good songs. But a lot of the jokes are heard just being like, Dr. Lecter. And just <laughs> so making fun of her accent. Uh, it's, it sounds like pure white trash from West Virginia. You're only one generation removed from poor white trash. Uh, and we get we get to uh, where he's held, and I don't remember the name of the hospital or whatever it is, the prison, I guess. Yeah. Um, and we, we get the, the horny like head of the hospital, <laughs> Mr. Doctor trying to get his thing wet. Dr. Chilton is a creep. And I so there's so there's that line where he's like, "Are you staying the night?" Because Baltimore can be quite a nice town with the right guide. And uh-huh. there's there there's a song in the musical called uh, "Baltimore is quite a nice town if you have the right guide." <laughs> but every time time he says it, it's like, "Have you been to Baltimore?" Uh, I've seen The Wire. <laughs> And from uh, what they show of the ball of Baltimore, it doesn't seem like a great town. Five and that, that's, five o. That pandemic, <laughs> we sound pandemic. Then uh, that's that's they're showing the shitty part of town for reasons. I'm yeah. sure there's a nice part part of Baltimore, but yeah, I I just wouldn't go out with that doctor. He just seems like a guy that would immediately just try to put his hand on your leg in and whatever that- situation is happening. And that is something that happens throughout the entire movie is that she's very much and I didn't think women I, I didn't think sexism existed before everybody got woke. But I mm-hmm. guess it's been around for a while. And yeah. I was shocked yeah. to see this movie in nineteen ninety one and see a woman treated differently than a man. And I was like, I don't know if I can watch this. That's no, I can't. And that there's a well, we're, this is fast forwarding a lot. But when they take the she takes the bug to those two scientists, yeah. And the one, the one's hitting on her, and was, I he's got the wonky eye, yeah. He looks like a bug himself, and he's like, and it, Time to shoot my shot while I cut open like, this death head moth. You like hamburgers and beer? And she's like, Are you hitting on me? And he's like, Yeah, I like that guy. <laughs> Because if I had something wrong with me physically, with more than I have now, I'd be a little bit shy. But he's he's like Mister Shoot Yo Shot over here. He doesn't care. He doesn't he's care. Like, yeah, my eyes a little bit weird. What do you want to do about it, Jody Foster? But I only have weird eye for you, Jody Foster. I only have weird eye for you. 
But throughout the whole movie, people aren't taking her seriously because she's a woman. You've got the, yep. the part where they discover one of the bodies and then the cops at the funeral. And she's like, well, we'll take it from here. And they're like, yeah. really? And she's like, well, we're FBI, so we're going to take it from here. And then she, they're yeah, like. Yeah, she does like take charge. Fellas, if you could just exit the room right now. Like, she she is a, a boss. Yeah, and, she, and it's because she's a woman, and she's a young woman. Nobody takes her seriously. Yeah, but by the end of the movie, she becomes um, a, I think, what some women refer to as a boss bitch. Not a bitch boss, a boss bitch. Handles her business. Yeah, and she ain't got time for no man. <laughs> well, there's one man. It's either Jack Crawford or Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, so let's talk about Hannibal the Cannibal. And what I love about Hannibal Lecter is that you have this deep, very grounded psychological thriller slash horror movie that was a book. And Thomas Harris was like, we, we have some complex characters here, but what if we had him rhyme his name <laughs> with Cannibal? It's brilliant. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's like... Uh... There's thank God nothing rhymes with pedophile. <laughs> I'm sure they're like a name that rhymes with pedophile, or I'd have to think about it now. But uh, like they're yeah, stedophile, the pedophile, stedophile. Hey, stedophile, <laughs> well, I wonder where you are. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's where the guy, of course, it's, it's you know, his name is Hannibal the Cannibal. Yeah, and it's like, I guess if your name is Jeeves, you're just doomed to be uh, uh, a butler, you know. I think what's funny too is that, like he he plays it so straight too. Like he's very mm-hmm. smart, but he's like, my name does still rhyme with yeah. cannibal. So do you think he, Hannibal he, Burris? He do you think he's a cannibal? Hannibal Burris? Yeah, yeah, a I comedian. Th- yeah, I, I think so. Because um, he eats those audiences alive with his quick <laughs> wit. I mean, he did eat Bill Cosby alive because Bill Cosby really got indicted after Hannibal uh, Burris did a bit about him. Yeah, said he was a rapist. And so, they're like, oh, what about what? Let's uh... Apparently, you don't have to rhyme. Uh, your name doesn't have to rhyme with rapist. It just has to be <laughs> Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> but if Han- but nowadays, if Hannibal the Cannibal, that'd probably be like a rapper, most likely. Yeah, I'm surprised there's not a rapper named like Hannibal the Cannibal. Yeah, I think so. Um, and but uh, here's a fun fact about him. And I, I was looking it up because I knew it was very short. Anthony Hopkins. People talk about how he's like the star of this movie, mm-hmm. and he's not because in this 120 minute movie, he's only in this for 24 minutes and 52 seconds. But man, is he in it when he's in it? He, he mm, so is- good. You know, I I could say like his performance is great, but I also think Jodie Foster is as good, or if not better, than him on screen, and and they're both terrific actors. But it's it's so he's such a fascinating character, so precise with his words, mm-hmm. and you you don't see it until you see it. But like fury and anger and viciousness behind his his every action but it's only when you see it you know yeah because for the most part he seems like yeah he's done some shit but he seems very educated he seems very calm collected even in that first meeting when they're talking about that they're they're exchanging pleasantries and whatnot and then all of a sudden she's like can you fill out this uh this dossier, this bullying, she's he's like, oh, no, you were doing so well. Now you're mm-hmm. going to hand fist me with this, with, with this questionnaire. 
and he becomes very defensive. And then he, um, as the in, in the drag community, I've watched enough RuPaul's Drag Race <laughs> that Hannibal Lecter reads her to filth. Just mm-hmm. really gets, and I love that when they were writing the when he was performing this. I'm sure uh, Anthony Hopkins was like, and then my character reads her to filth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but he he does a really good job in like he does the monologue about what trash she is and how mm-hmm. her cheap shoes and her perfume and whatnot. Yeah, like he really tries to break her down psychologically, and I think a lot of people. Uh, young women maybe would have been broken down by that. Like he, she was sent because she's tough mentally to take a very pointed criticism about her character. I would have been out the minute uh, multiple MIG says he can smell my snatch. I'd be like, yeah, Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm not, I'm out now. (laughs) We're good. And I like that the other uh, the uh, other prisoners is like Migs, you dumb son of a bitch! <laughs> like they're even mad at him because we'll talk about it in just a second what he does. But, uh, <laughs> but you have the whole scene of them interacting and just chewing up that scenery. It is it, it. I would watch an entire movie of just them talking and hanging out and going back and forth. It is that and, good. And also his cage. It's not even a cell. It's like a cage but it's like have you besides like magneto and x-men where it's gotta be like (laughs) plastic uh, clear plastic or whatever like have is has that cell been in anything else is that even a cell that people use i don't know i think they use that in um did you ever watch the hbo show oz uh no but uh people have told me about it they use those glass prison cells in oz in the okay in the uh when in the emerald city that the that the show takes place okay. in. They, they use that. But other than that, I don't see a lot of clear cells like that. And I don't know if there's really even a reason for it to be clear other than, like, he can't just grab you. I think he gets bitey. He's yeah. very much <laughs> like my cat. He gets bitey. I will say that I go to Chase Bank, and uh, every Chase Bank I've been to recently, uh, they don't have a security guard, but they have really thick glass, like where the tellers are now. So it's very much like uh, thick glass at a bank. And uh, w- does the bank teller ever talk to you like, actually, by the way, I, a census taker once tried to question me, and I ate his liver with some fava beans <laughs> and a nice Chianti. You wasn't <laughs> checking your savings. <laughs> uh, you're just $4 from poor white trash. <laughs> well, yeah, if you fucking would stop overdrafting me, I'd be okay. <laughs> stop it. Yeah, but uh, I I have to go to Speedway and buy my <laughs> sixty four ounce pop, <laughs> Doctor Lecter, uh, Doctor Lecter. Uh, yeah, it's it's. Uh, and uh, did you read something about? Because I did. I just didn't have time very like to do a bunch of research on the performance of that. But didn't he like stay away from everybody? I and... think I think so. I think he kind of stayed in character and wanted to like be. Um, uh, let me see. It says that I'm on the IMDb. Um, mm-hmm. In preparation for his role, Anthony, Sir Anthony Hopkins, he is a sir. 
Uh-huh. He is a sir. Uh, so his pronouns are sir, he, him. Uh, <laughs> studied files of serial killers. He also visited prison and studied convicted murderers and was present during some court hearings concerning gruesome murderers and serial killings. It doesn't say if he was like method acting, but imagine you're on trial and you're like, is that Anthony Hopkins? <laughs> <laughs> Just in the back. <laughs> like, what? How, how do you do? It, it is weird. Like, he's, you would think, like, you get serial killers and people that wear people as skins, clo- like their clothes, which is not Hannibal. But it's like when you're a serial killer, it's you. You think more people are more like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, mm-hmm. almost animals, yeah, and wild and crazy, as opposed to this guy who is like seems fairly educated. Like he's a doctor. He's a doctor. He had a he very can- profitable psychiatry practice, and um. I can't get into it too much because I only watched, like, I think most of the first season. But the NBC show Hannibal mm-hmm. was actually really, really good. Uh, That's what I heard. I heard great things about it, and I just haven't uh, watched it yet. Mads Mickelson does an incredible mm-hmm. job as Hannibal Lecter. And there's been many people who have tried to be Hannibal and mm-hmm. kind of failed. But Mads Mickelson does an amazing job bringing okay. it everything. Also, that show came out, I think, in, like, 2012, 2013. It is fucking violent and like a horror movie, and it was on NBC. Yeah. Good. Good. We need a, the general public to see. We've also had uh, Brian Cox as uh, as Hannibal in Manhunter. They, yeah. Pe- I, I watched that, and I've only seen it once, and I heard such great things about it, and it just fell short for me. It's probably I need to watch it again. But uh, I think... If you're talking about Hannibal the Cannibal as a character, it's got to be Anthony Hopkins, right? Yeah. And they did remake Manhunter after after Silence of the Lambs came out and after um, after Hannibal did really well. They mm. went back and remade Manhunter on like a big budget uh, with Red Dragon. Yeah. That Which has, one is Ray Liotta? Uh, Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta is Hannibal. Red Dragon was Ed Norton. Okay. Cause, uh, so there's Ray Liotta... Uh, and it's a spoiler, but I think we should talk about it at least. There's a scene where he can we do you want to talk about it? Where he gets his brain eaten at the end of Hannibal, and he's alive. So yeah, it's like, that's where I was like, I like this movie up until uh, you know, I don't H- like Henry it. Hill was getting his brain eaten. <laughs> Ever since back I, as I can like, remember, as long as I can remember, I always <laughs> wanted my brain eaten by a cannibal. God damn it, Karen, why didn't you flush my brain? <laughs> why did you do that, Hannibal? That was the only brain I had. Uh, by the way, required watching for this podcast, you have to have seen Goodfellas or you're not going to get most of the jokes we make, yeah. which is basically just the end of the movie. But and the, the other Hannibal movie has, uh, what's his face in it, who are, he's, he's deformed the whole time. Uh, that is, is uh, oh. Commissioner Gordon. Commissioner Gordon. Oh, God, what is his name? Oh God! What can I think of him now? Uh, he's in. I know. I know him. Yeah, and I'm trying to think of his name now too because he's uh, oh Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. I was like, what is it? Why? Why can't I remember right now? <laughs> uh, it's got Gary Oldman. Yeah, because he lets Hannibal eat him or whatever. And then you got Ray Fiennes in Red Dragon. So we're not mm-hmm. talking about Signs of the Lambs anymore. We're now going to talk about. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we get we get the first like the the interaction and he. It's kind of like mentally you could see why what he does to Miggs later. Like yes. if you're a weak spirit and mind, yeah. he's going to get in there and and do some bad things to you. But anyway, after 
after Clarice talks to Hannibal, she's able to leave and nothing happens. Nothing nothing gross. Ha- Spider-Man doesn't pop in. Do <laughs> uh, you want to you you want to say it cuz you seem very excited. <laughs> it's just such a funny part of the movie. And it's not funny. <laughs> It's just it's out of it really like it it would be disgusting, and I know that women have experienced it. It's it's awful unless you're into it and you're in a consenting relationship, or yeah. you're doing it for a camera crew, whatever. But to just have a man just fling jizz at you out of he's nowhere, he's jerking off on his side, which <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how. I, I I don't know how. Just on it, he's laying on his side, which is odd. <laughs> and he's jerking off and then he timed it so right that when she's leaving <laughs> he 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 ejaculated and then the aim on this guy to the get aim, it through he, the bars onto her face he's like spider-man like <laughs> if he mistimes any of it he he, if he he misses or he can't get off. Like he has to be like, all right, are they wrapping it up? Like is he just edging the whole time? She's interrogating him. Like are they? Uh, no. Can you imagine getting hit with jizz? Just <laughs> just like a a thread of jizz. <laughs> a thread and, of jizz. Actually, uh, they are really good live. Yeah, uh, man, I love I love their first couple things, and they lost me with their. Third album. After after you see Thread of Jizz one time, when it's over, you're just like, I don't want to ever do that again. I'm, I'm really no. tired. I think I need a nap now. I'm not into thick ropes. <laughs> uh, but then, then she gets called back to Hannibal, and he's like, uh, uh, what, whatever, uh, uh, Clary Starling. Uh, and then like it's very intense scene where he's like, look inside yourself. And it's like he's it's ramped up where she got hit with the jizz, and then he's got to deliver this information quickly there's no reason that he had to yell that and deliver it quickly it <laughs> like, just kind of ramped up she, you know? he has to like Miggs doesn't have another like he's got a refractory he's got to recover like it's well, not like he's got a gun in there like <laughs> just. because uh even hannibal says you go now quick i don't think Miggs can manage soon uh, manage so soon, even if he is crazy. What he means is rejuvenate and do I it know. again. Like he's not. He's like thwop, 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 just, just literally <laughs> Spider Man shooting those thick ropes and like, swinging from the city. It's just a uh, such like a. This is a great movie, but then what an odd scene to just have somebody throw jizz at somebody yeah. and be deadly accurate with it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you got to be deadly accurate. This movie is all about thrill of the chase you have to mm-hmm. keep things moving if he misses with that jizz then i think the movie falls apart yeah then she's got to walk through the rest of the prison and just out to the car where she breaks down crying yeah. as you should yeah meeting a psychological just giant um and then we find out in a few scenes after that that Miggs killed himself he swallowed his own tongue and that was all through like the whispers and things from Hannibal. Like this guy is psychologically just superior to everybody else. Yeah, and all Hannibal said was, "Try to suck your own dick. You can do it a little bit further." Closer. Suck, suck, fly, fly. <laughs> There's a man named Marilyn Manson who had a rib removed, <laughs> so he could suck his own dick. 
your your Hannibal sounds a lot like uh, uh, Who's God and and that Jim Carrey movie. Uh, <laughs> Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Yeah, you. <laughs> do you th- who do you think could have played uh, Hannibal if uh-huh. it wasn't Anthony Hopkins? Leslie Nielsen. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm Hannibal Lecter. Don't call me Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> Hannibal. Yeah, I'm a cannibal. Hannibal yeah. the cannibal. Who do you think somebody is like uh, so intense and could have another good performance if we're recasting, which mm. we shouldn't, but I just like the thought of uh, who else do you think we c- could have done it? Who around, who was big around that time? Who's like really revered? I think um, uh, Kevin Spacey could have played him now, yeah. obviously for not for no, but I think he could have played that intense character. I think so too. What sucks is, uh, well, uh, somebody who was act who was up for it was uh, Gene Hackman. Okay. Apparently, Gene Hackman bought the rights to the novel. He planned to direct this movie and then play either Doctor Hannibal Lecter or Jack Crawford. He withdrew after watching a clip of himself in Mississippi Burning at the 61st Annual Academy Awards, which made him uneasy about taking more violent roles. Hmm. Um, I think Gene Hackman would have done well. I think he could have done that. What do you? Th- how do you think about Joaquin Phoenix, Daniel Day Lewis, one of those two? Uh, well, Joaquin Phoenix would have would have been too young back then, wouldn't he? I'm just saying. No, I'm just saying. If oh, he's, in general, if we're okay, put somebody in that role now. Um, I think Joaquin Phoenix would do well, but I think Joaquin Phoenix goes too much into it, mm-hmm. and I think Daniel Day Lewis even takes it a step too far. Daniel Day Lewis is a great actor, but stop being so up your own ass. I'm not going to call you President Lincoln. <laughs> you know who I would have loved to see play Miggs is Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> he goes so method the entire time. He's just like, he's got to get in character. He's masturbating 15 times a day. That's, that was real cum he used on set. He's such a good actor. He timed it right in everything. <laughs> um. You just know, a fun thought to You know who'd wanna be you know who'd wanna be Hannibal Lecter and would do a fucking terrible job? Who? Jared Leto. Oh probably he'd probably have a bunch of face tattoos like the joke. <laughs> what about Will Farrell? Will <laughs> You know, I think yeah, I think he could do it. But if you want to go comedic, I think Robin Williams would have fucking crushed it. Oh, I do think not comedic. I think Robin Williams just playing an intense character, I oh, think yeah. he would have done a great job. One Hour Photo is a movie we, we need to cover for this podcast. Yeah, that's what a weird movie. A, I saw we, I saw One Hour Photo not knowing it was not a comedy. <laughs> I just thought it was like, hey, Robin Williams is funny. And then I'm watching this, I'm like, when does this get funny? <laughs> I was like, this isn't fun at all. <laughs> I don't like this at all. No. It's not good. Um but yeah, it was uh it's very good, but I think Anthony Hopkins is the the one for this role. Yeah. He absolutely sure. owns it. Uh at 20 at under 25 minutes, he has the least screen time of any actor to win the best actor Oscar. Mm-hmm. So, he put in some work. There were no days off for Anthony Hopkins. No, and it, it it's just uh what a performance. How do you feel about Clary Starling? Because I feel like Jodie Foster did such a good job with this character. Jodie Foster did such a good job. It made me want to shoot a president. That's, 
<laughs> That's how good of it was. And I got confused because I was like, remember when this movie made somebody want to shoot a president, but that was actually Taxi Driver? Okay, yeah. Where she's she's very young in that movie. That's what, yeah, that's when you know you're going to be a star. When you can be that young and make a grown-ass man want to shoot a president. Yeah, I wonder, who's given a shoot-the-president-type performance since then? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Alex what, Jones, maybe? What child actor right uh, now is given a shoot-the-president? Who's but- young Sheldon? That kid. <laughs> Make me want to shoot a president. That's how good he is. <laughs> Be like, ah, uh, uh, excuse me, Mr. President, Bazinga. Bazinga. And I, 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 when I say president, I mean William Howard Taft or earlier. Nobody current. Because <laughs> I don't want to be on a list. <laughs> Any of the ones who own slaves. End of list. <laughs> no, I'm fine with them. It's the ones that didn't. That's what I have a problem <laughs> Between with. Between Lincoln and Jimmy Carter. <laughs> <laughs> oh god Uh, (laughs) i hope this gets back to young sheldon be like what's this podcast saying bazinga uh Uh, well then clarice goes to the storage unit the uh, the yourself storage in baltimore yeah she finds it and and they go through because she's like i solved your riddle mr lector dr lector Mm -hmm. and first off I'm out the minute that door doesn't open. I am not going to shimmy under a metal-ass door and get myself sliced in half. But it does show that this burly man driver isn't going to get up and help this woman open the door. But she's going to go to her car, jack up the door, and get in herself to show what a strong, independent woman that she really is. My driver detests physical labor. Um, yeah, and she goes in and finds it, it's prepaid storage unit for ten years. So this guy didn't want anything to be found for a long time. Mm-hmm. I think it is. Yeah, and just what a big ass story. I did not expect it to be that big. He's got a whole like hearse in it, like an old timey hearse. Got a hearse in it, and that's one of those ones that you would see on. And, and he did pay up on it for like ten years, so it's not going to end up on Storage Wars <laughs> and have that. But yeah, can you mi- imagine the Storage Wars where they pull out that fucking head in a jar? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just those guys be like. So I see a lot in here. I think there's a, there there there's a hearse <laughs> there. It might be a head in a jar. Anyway, this is a locker I definitely want. <laughs> I could probably get 75 bucks for that head in a jar. We're going to take it down to Zach Bagans at the Haunted Museum. See how much he'll give it for. <laughs> give it to us. Oh, this head's super spooky. Thank you so much for bringing <laughs> this piece today. I do, I, want, I do want that parody where they go into Hannibal Lecter's storage unit. <laughs> where it's just like, well, he's got a head in a jar and also uh, a Princess Diana beanie baby. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought the head in a jar would be more uh, worth more than the beanie baby? Oh God! Different time, mm-hmm. a different time. The nineties were. They get to the storage unit and they find out that this man may have been some sort of quote unquote transsexual. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about this movie? I don't want to get too into the themes and the overarching things about it because I don't feel like I'm qualified enough to talk about. It, so I'm going to make you say it. Uh, how do you feel about? the transgender aspect of the film. Well, is is transgender different than transsexual? That is kind of... I think transgender is one of... I think that is 
the more accepted term now. Mm -hmm. I think they kind of went away from like transvestite, transsexual. Mm -hmm. I again, I'm not an expert. I, I do my best to be up, but I but I think transgender is the preferred now yeah, because gender is different than sex, and I think. Yes. The the thing that uh, Buffalo Bill wants to be, what I think, transgender. He wants to be different sex and gender. Yeah. Uh, but it's but even Hannibal. But even Hannibal says like he's not a true transsexual or whatever. He's just trying to be something that he's not and trying to see what fits. So it's kind yeah. of like all over the place, but not. But it also doesn't show. Tr- the trans community in a great light because you have the the trope of like the killer trans person. But also, you, can, you not all of them are good. I mean, that's across the the like just people in general. Sometimes you're just gonna yeah, be no, shitty. I yeah, and I don't know that it's. it's I mean, there's the famous tuck scene, which is parodied yes. in so many. I you've tucked. Yes, I've tucked, and I don't. We've all. I tucked. don't know that you've tucked for sure, but I just know you have, Gavin. If you're I, I a man have, with a like, with a, a D and B's, you had tucked it back. You tucked it back and walked around in front of your spouse and been like, "Look at me, isn't that fun?" Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know that it paints anybody like that in in the wrong light. I just think it that just happens to be that way, you know. Yeah, I, I think so as well. It, it, it is very complicated because it does show the. T- it's like there's all like you you had you had Psycho where he was also kind of dresses like his mother yeah. and stuff. It's I think like, that was more psychological. We... I don't know that that was a need, he had a need to be a woman. He just wanted to be his mother, you know. Yes, and I I think I agree. But I have seen a lot of I I did not read all of the articles that were like this is a harmful movie. But I think it does bring up some, uh, it does bring up some interesting topics. And I, I do think that we treat. I would hope that we treat regardless that we treat the trans community better now mm-hmm. than we did like 32 years. I ago would hope so. Out. God damn. You know, I know unless if you're in Tennessee, then you're like, fuck them. Yeah, they ain't, they're yeah. reading. Uh, <laughs> that's why I stay illiterate. The Fox news says they bad and I can't read no different. Uh, well, but then we, we didn't, do we have that conversation with Texas chainsaw massacre? Leatherface is two different women in that. Uh, yeah, so, so like, what is Ed Gein doing? What what did Ed Gein do? He's inspiring skinning uh-huh. and also everybody wanting to be ladies, I'm, I guess. I'm just saying, I think a nipple belt would be just nice to have. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I think just, I... Th- <laughs> is that Gucci? It's booby, actually. <laughs> no, it's from a Gooch. <laughs> <laughs> No, not we. We can't bring back Gooch and Grundle. We can't do my, you know, the other kids from Return of the Living Dead. Gooch, yeah. Grundle, you know, Grundle's mother Grundle from book. that book. <laughs> but then you kind of find out more about Buffalo Bill. You have the scene where he does get the character into the car. Yeah, where the the very Ted Bundy esque scene. That actress is actually very, very good. She's been in a lot of stuff. That is Brooke Smith. She plays Catherine Martin. I know her from as Dr. Uh, Han from Grey's Anatomy. Okay. If you if there's a horror movie character on Grey's Anatomy, mm-hmm. I'm bringing it up on this podcast. <laughs> uh, I did. I do love the sequence every time it's on when she just. It's a very brief, but when she's singing to American Girl in the in the car, just a yeah. good song, you know. Yeah. And uh, who sings that? Uh, Tom Petty. 
Okay, that's what I thought. I was like, who is this? Because it's a good song. I always forget it's in the movie, mm-hmm. but it's like she's just a regular American girl trying to help a man get into the minute he's like, Can you hop up in the in, in the back of that truck? Yeah. And like Are you about oh, no. size fourteen? I like that what? Buffalo Bill sounds like he's on one of those shows where you have to have your voice modulated. <laughs> like Drugs Inc. or Gangland where then and then I took the cocaine and I put it And then I said you're about a size fourteen. <laughs> uh, give me uh, about a size fourteen bag of cocaine. Um, <laughs> I gotta give him. I gotta give him props though. I do gotta give him props because he fucking right on the money. Oh yeah. Because he 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 looks looks at that tag. He's like size fourteen. Bingo, baby. Like I don't know. Like that is hard to do. I don't know if you know this, but women's sizes fluctuate quite a bit where a size zero in one thing might be a size five and something mm-hmm. else. So for him to really be like, are you a size 14 and get it on the money? Mm-hmm. Give that man a prize. Cause that is impressive. Well, these broads get sad and they just eat. <laughs> <laughs> what am I saying? I get sad and I eat. So you're eating a sleeve of Oreos. No, right I'm now. not. <laughs> Hey, Bryn, you about size 14? Uh, after these Oreos, I won't be a size 14. I'm 14 is how many Oreos I've eaten during this podcast. Brent goes to the boy section like, I'll, I'll need a Husky 7, please. I need a, I need a comfort fit. Which, I need it flexible. Uh, Husky is my favorite way to describe any child. Because it's like... It's not nice. It's not the meanest thing you can call them, but it's yeah. like husky. At least they don't right. have a rotund section. <laughs> There's no. Uh, if somebody calls you rotund. There's no other way to paint that other than yeah. Wow, I had to use such like, a big word to describe you. I'm surprised now they haven't like just changed like husky to like chonk. Be like, do you have a? <laughs> do you have this in a boy's chonk? Uh, where are we in the movie? We should probably. Uh, but Buffalo Bill has just correctly guessed her, uh, her, her size, size fourteen. They, he should work at the fair. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if I guess your size right, then I win. <laughs> or are you about size thirteen? Okay, you can have the stuffed animal. <laughs> and then he still punches her. <laughs> <laughs> I think what I think Buffalo Bill is a really interesting character because he is. He's killing these women and he's doing all this, but he's so weird and charismatic about it. And he does seem like he paints himself as the victim with like doing the the car stuff mm-hmm. and just the the moth stuff. I did write in my notes: Buffalo Bill has too many hobbies. He has too he's too into like being a seamstress. He's getting bugs from Asia. That's too many hobbies. He, and if you look closely, I had to give it a Google because there's a poster uh when clarice is down in the basement with like a swastika and it says like america wake up and so i gave it a google and i guess there's swastika and nazi stuff uh in that house all over but it's not really mentioned that he's a nazi but i'm hoping he's nazi best friends with the guy from return of the living dead the the (laughs) undertaker embalmer guy (laughs) Um, Well, I didn't know he was a Nazi because that paints him in a different light. And now I think maybe he's just misunderstood. Maybe (laughs) I'm just just saying he's got some good ideas. That's all I'm saying. No, I'm just just saying maybe you hear him out. Maybe it's not really mentioned in the movie. So people are like, it's not in the book either. So 
nobody's I, I don't know, it's just interesting that there's Nazi things around, you know? I like to think that was just like a, a Nazi set decorator just <laughs> left their accidental stuff. Like, oh no, I left my Nazi notebook in the shop. Oh man, I did go to that house when I was in uh, wherever it is. I was doing a show in Pennsylvania or Ohio. I don't remember. And then I did the show and then somebody said, you know, that's like, I, I, I passed it on the way in. It was dark. Um... And I had to pass it when I went back to the hotel. So I saw the house, but it was like, that sure looks like it in the dark. I didn't really get to see it, but you can like rent it out as an Airbnb now. Did you put on your night vision goggles to see it better? Yeah, and I, I was tucked back pretty well when I pulled up. So <laughs> Like, oh, a real fan. Come on in. Come on in. <laughs> uh, how do I know you're a real fan? And I showed him. And it was just a swath of pubic hair like I like to keep. You, st- I don't get tucked. I stay tucked. I stay just tucked. in. <laughs> well, then I stay. There's tucked. so many like parodies of this movie, like, uh, uh, uh Clerks Two is the one I think. Clerks of. Two when it's Jay tucking back. There's yeah. Joe Dirt when he's in the, the, uh, the well, and he's like, yeah. "Where's my supplies?" And he he drops down a, an auto trader. <laughs> and uh then there's um and austin powers when he's like yes yeah, squid pro row because they're like speaking <laughs> and i didn't get that reference till i saw this movie i didn't know what that meant mm-hmm. but there's like you know it's like a super mega popular movie when there's so many references to it. even south park had a whole episode where the kid toilet papers things and he's behind glass yeah so it definitely is a like everybody knows Hannibal, yeah. And even I think for me, because I have an action figure of it, the most uh, iconic scene is like him on the dolly being wheeled out by a Home Depot employee <laughs> with like the orange jumpsuit, the straight jacket, and the mask. The mask is so iconic, mm-hmm. and he wears it for like ten for like seven minutes in the yeah. movie. Yeah. Hey, uh, Home Depot, you can eat them. We can help. <laughs> uh, one thing I did put about Buffalo Bill is. You've got the put the lotion in the basket scene where he's Put the lotion in the fucking basket. (laughs) He's got Catherine on there and she's like, please, Mr. Dunn. He's like, it puts the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. Please, Mr. It puts the lotion on the skin or else it gets the hose again. And then, of course, I always, it's one of those, it's one of those scenes from a movie that that just lives rent free in my mind. Mm -hmm. Where I just like. Whenever you go to like a Bath and Body Works or any kind of a bed, you're like, you're like, oh, put the fuck in the basket, and they're like, like, please, sir, you are not the first person to tell us that. Yeah, I think that's another reference in South Park when Cartman has somebody in a well. <laughs> uh, South Park did it. Sap South Park did it, but it's like, uh, and he has the dog, uh, Pr- Princess, right? Precious, 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 which her name's real name's Darla. She's the cousin of the yeah. dog from Goosebumps. Uh, she is a Bichon. <laughs> she has a whole Wikipedia page. She was... Uh, Go ahead. I said, uh, the uh, the dog's name, name is Precious, which is based on the book, book Push Except by Sapphire. That's true. It says it right here. How could it be wrong? Uh, she lived from 1975 to 92. She was in Silence of the Lambs. She was in Batman Returns. Um, oh. Darla began her career in 85 for uh, the film Pee-wee's Big Adventure as the Pink Poodle. And in uh, 89, she was in The Burbs. Uh, also, uh, as I said, Batman Returns. So, 
that that's a good career. Well, this whole this dog has a, a Wikipedia page. Like <laughs> that's just pretty significant for a dog. Yeah, you've got. I mean, you're working with a lot of big actors there. You've got Tom Hanks. <laughs> you've got Paul Rubens, mm-hmm. R.I.P. You've got Michael, uh, Michael Keaton. Keaton. Yeah, you've got Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. I mean, I I know they they don't share scenes together, but I'm sure they met at the premiere. Yeah, I'm sure he rubbed her belly. And I don't mean that sexually. I mean, who wouldn't want to pet that little cute Bichon? You can't do it now no more. You can't rub nobody's belly at the Red Harbor. My favorite uh, song from Triumph, the insult comic dog, is uh, uh, the song is called Underage Bichon. But it's uh, something, something. And then he goes, but she licks act like she's nine. (laughs) <laughs> Underage B Sean. God, that's awesome. <laughs> what a what a very strange reference to make about Ryan. It's but that's it's a, a it's a dog puppet talking about an underage dog. <laughs> <laughs> you are a simple man with a simple sense of humor, and I respect Sick it. Sick puppy for me to poop on. Yeah, for me to poop on. Um. So you've got the Buffalo Bill. Then you've got the scene where, uh, as we kind of, kind of hit the high speed mm-hmm. here, we're we're doing the broad strokes mm-hmm. here about the broad broads mm-hmm. in this movie. Uh, but you've got Clary. She goes back. She's like, I found that man's head in the jar. Uh, a guy said he'll give me seventy five dollars for it. And he's like, That's a good deal. Take it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she promises him like, We'll give you an oceanside view, and you, you can walk among the beach. And he's like, I'll tell you everything. And they do uh, the exchange, and that's where he gets on the plane, and he talks to senator. the the senator, who Catherine, that's her mother, mm-hmm. or the senator's Catherine's mother. And, like, Hannibal wants to be helpful. Like, you can, he's already figured this out. Like, he knows who Buffalo Bill is, but he has nothing else to do because he's in prison for life, so he's just, like, fucking with oh, them. Oh, yeah. And, he, and just, like, did you breastfeed her? Mm-hmm. Will your nipples be hard? Like, what Tell me, fuck? Mom, did you breastfeed <laughs> Toughen your nipples, did it? And she's like, yeah. get this animal out of here. And then he's like, by the way, love the suit. suit. Like, he's such, like, such calculated of way of speaking, you know? Mm-hmm. There's no ums or ahs. It's just, like, very to the point. And, and you're right with that. He When he's on the dolly with the mask, like, he's only mm-hmm. in that for, like, like you said, seven or eight minutes. But what a great look. Yeah, you can buy a, you can go to your local Spirit Halloween right now and buy that mask, and it is in that movie for seven minutes. I have the eighteen inch figure right over there of that. Mm-hmm. Of, uh, yeah. yeah, like, and I one thing I I should mention when he's like put the lotion in the basket, then you get the light that was dropped into the well that's pulled up, and you see bloody scratches on the well with a fingernail. Like a fingernail, and she yeah. loses her shit, rightfully so. You've been kidnapped or in a in a well inside a basement, and and the only girl, the only okay. Well, go, she go screams, and then he's like, ah, like he's screaming with her, like what a yeah. crazy lunatic. If they screamed any more in sync, they'd be at the end of Midsummer. Am I right? That's true. Am I right? <laughs> Uh, but one thing I did say was, uh, this is a little unknown fact. There was only one girl who actually crawled out of Buffalo Bill's well, and that was Samara from The Ring. Seven days. I can smell your cunt. 
<laughs> I almost said pussy, but I don't want to say that on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, we're going to, that's a little too Keep it clean. <laughs> Keep it clean for the kids. Huh. But yeah, like the scene on the dolly, I have an action figure. I have a Funko Pop. Like that is the selling point of Hannibal Lecter. Mm-hmm. And then he just says like, I love the suit. And you're like, is Hannibal a little gay? I, I feel like he might. I, I feel like he might because he's he says a lot of he references a lot of shoes and and outfits, and I don't want to I don't want to stereotype this cannibal or anybody who <laughs> don't paint this cannibal gay. in the wrong light. <laughs> I don't want to paint this cannibal as a homosexual unless <laughs> he is, but just like he seems to be a very into women's fashion, and he did read her to filth. I'm just saying. In a different world, Hannibal is the hottest drag queen who eats you up and leaves you gagging. You know there was a time and place in in the United States for somebody to be like, he's a cannibal, and somebody would be like, oh, okay, he's a gay cannibal. What? (laughs) Well, I ain't on board now. Like, he can eat me, but he can't fuck me. God said it's between cannibal and woman, okay? <laughs> not can not cannibal and Steve. It's cannibal and Steve. <laughs> or no, cannibal and whatever. Uh but we did we did skip the autopsy scene where they pull the bug out of um the the girl that was found in the river and it's it's always just weird to me when they put that smelly stuff up. They give themselves the Hitler to do another yeah. South Park <laughs> reference where they put the smelly stuff on there. And, mm-hmm. um, just like an autopsy scene always just doesn't make me uncomfortable, but I, that's like a job that I would not want to do. Oh, absolutely. Is not. autopsy I stuff. Would not. You know? Yeah. I don't want to do that. Uh, I actually wrote, wrote my notes. Wouldn't it have been funny if instead of the smelly stuff, it's just cocaine. <laughs> then we're all hyped up. What is it? Uh, they, they, they do find the, the, the larva or pupa, mm-hmm. pupa. Something sciency in there where they have to take it to the guys who are just like, you want a burger and beer and sex? And she's like, no. <laughs> um, and then they discover that that's a death head moth. And with that discovery, it gave every goth girl their first tattoo idea. And it, yeah, if it wasn't that, it was the nightmare before Christmas. <laughs> Did you get that when, when Hannibal's speaking, like the head came from, he seems like my understanding was that Buffalo Bill killed this guy, right? Buffalo Bill, yeah, Buffalo Bill killed that guy because they were lovers, and he wanted to do some experimenting, and he got scared, and then he, he like, the guy whose head in the jar was Buffalo Bill's first victim, mm-hmm. who they were just, they were lovers, and then he uh, cuts his head off and put makeup on him, mm-hmm. so, makeup, a little spotty, he wasn't there yet. His name was Lewis. Lewis. Uh, you, let's talk about the escape. Yeah. Because I forgot how good this is Mm -hmm. and it's it's so creative and so awful where hannibal talks to clarice they they exchange back and forth he gets a piece of a pin and you have this you have the great monologue with what what keeps you up at night clarice what makes you and what 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 keeps you up what makes you want to do this and you get that uh the 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 actual screams of the the lambs Mm -hmm. And I, I kept, I know it's not there, but I kept waiting for a title drop where he's like, is this the Silent of the Lambs? <laughs> yeah. Because earlier when she's like pitching, hey, you'll get to go to the ocean like once a year. And with and and she, he's like, uh, uh, not Squid Pro Row from, from uh, <laughs> quid, quid Pro quid, uh, Row. Quid, quid Pro Quo. 
<laughs> yeah. Woo. You ever say quesadilla too long as a joke, and then that's how you say it? <laughs> squid Pro Row is actually a squid that supports Roe versus Wade. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> that was my. Like, they deserve reproductive rights. <laughs> uh, don't make me ink on you. <laughs> uh, but it's the quid pro quo where he's like tell me one of your secrets and he's like really trying to like hey I'm a murderer killer and that's the last thing you want to do with a guy that's a super genius is tell him your fears have some girl talk yeah about the most dramatic yeah. moment of my life but that's where like Jodie Foster when she just sells it like I was scared like just her acting and this is so good mm-hmm. especially with that and the scene close-ups? yeah because he does almost like that Kubrick stare where he's like just intensely looking at her. Yeah. Um, and then he escapes by cutting off a man's face. Yeah. Which, yeah, which is it's a whole thing. And I forgot how long that scene goes mm-hmm. because he he handcuffs one guy to the bars and then he gets a nightstick and beats another guy. And then he blood eagles a dude up on the, like, that is a lot of work. Like, this man is has... He's a Hannibal Lecter is a is a dramatic bitch. Which like I'm gonna say it. If there, I'll say it. I'm uh, afraid. If there's a part in the movie where you're like, okay, this is a bit much. It's when he strings the cop up on the the cage thing. Because first off, that cop is also in a bunch of stuff. He's on Squidbillies as the cop. <laughs> he he's in Blues Brothers. What a what a deep pull. You could have said Blues Brothers. Okay, but <laughs> Squidbillies. Squid he he's the guy that drives the Winnebago, and he's like, "You're gonna be, you're gonna look pretty silly, uh, eating with no fucking teeth." Like <laughs> that guy's just in a lot of stuff, and uh, he he handcuffs him, and then he bites the other guy's face, and shoots him with the pepper spray, and then. One of the, like the weirdest scenes in the movie, the weird but like also poetic and it, there's the music playing, the symphony music, the classic music, and then he's beating him with the nightstick, but the way he beats him is so elegant and like he's almost conducting the symphony when he does mm-hmm. it. It's like if that were t- Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you would have been stabbed like eight times. It would have been yeah. brutal, but the way he does it is almost beautiful. And then he just gets yeah. stained with the blood, you know? It's like the way he kills is even elegant. Oh, for sure. And I think that is the second most famous Hannibal Lecter scene, and very that that's on all your Funko Pops, is him in that white suit beating somebody with a nightstick, mm-hmm. which don't you love toys? <laughs> I do have that figure, too. I bought in a figure lot. And it's oh, a nice. really good figure, but it's sticky as shit, and I don't know why. And I haven't, I haven't <laughs> tried to clean it. I'm just gonna let it be sticky. Did you let Mig come over and play with Migs it? I think Migs was playing with the figs. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, and then you have the whole—he cuts a man's face off and wears it. Oh yeah, and that's so cool. And they they they, they think they have him on top of the elevator, but no, that's the real body. Mm-hmm. Oh no! And then he just sits up and takes a face off. And he got all of it. Like, this is the original face-off. I was going to say it was this... Nicolas Cage. Yeah. And uh, there was a joke on, on a podcast that, that I enjoy called How Did This Get Made? It's like Paul Shear, Jason Manzuckis. And they, they did a face-off episode. And they go, you know how they do, you know how to cut off a face. You just cut around the edges and then the, it just pops right off. <laughs> you know how when you can stretch your face. But Hannibal Lecter had to really get in there and like cut tendons and stuff. And to keep that shaped face so well, yeah. 
that's good for him. Good for him. And he's like, he's on the stretcher and he starts like selling it where he's flopping around. So they got to get him out faster because at some point somebody's going to be like, is that man's, is that his actual yeah, face? Yeah, it looks like is he's that... wearing a face, you know? <laughs> There's like a, and that's a thing in horror is, you know, wearing people's skin. You've got it with Leatherface, you've got it with Hannibal Lecter, and it's something... I don't know. It's it's more elegant when he does it because he's not. There's like not visible visible stitches and and people's face or whatever. You know. Yeah. He just like he just like puts it on. He he puts it on. And he I I forgot that he like uses. He got the scalp too. Mm-hmm. So he's got some hair because they're like, wait a minute, our friend Pimbley didn't. Our Pimbrook. Yeah. He didn't have a receding That's hairline. Jim Pimbrook. And also we get an appearance from uh, the teacher from the faculty. He was also on Malcolm in the Middle, and I don't remember what his name is now, but uh, he's the the other cop that, uh, like, they're at the top of the elevator shaft. Okay, okay. Uh, Deep cut. Was he also on Squidbillies? Yeah, I think he was on Squidbillies, too. (laughs) He said, don't touch the tram. And then you get to to the end of the movie where it's one of those things, and this is how... This movie has incredible editing mm-hmm. because it, it misleads you. The They're in Jack Calumet Crawford's, City, Chicago. Yeah. They're going to go 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 to Chi-Town, the Windy City, mm-hmm. um, home of my Chicago Cubs. Just want to let that out there, you know. And the goat, Kanye West. <laughs> through the wire, <laughs> through the wire. <laughs> Kanye's got some good ideas, too. I think he left it. It was his memorabilia <laughs> left around the set. Like, Kanye was here, damn it. Those are not, those are hit Kanye's Nazi flags. <laughs> he, he has a lot of ideas. <laughs> but they go to, they, they cut the scene where you've got Crawford going to the house in Chicago, mm-hmm. and then you've got Starling, like, knocking on a door or going somewhere else to just do some follow-up questions. And you think they're about to raid, like, Buffalo Bill's house with the way it's shot with the alarm. And then it's her by herself in a house of a serial killer. And this, I've seen this movie before. This scene is so scary and intense. Being trapped in the dark with a guy who can have his night vision goggles. Mm -hmm. And just that, that freaks me out so much to be in the dark with somebody who can see but you can't see them. Kind of like uh, the, The Descent. Oh, yeah. With those descent creature things. And it's weird because there's like moments in it where he's like reaching for her face and like touch, like he's like sizing her up. Maybe I'm going to wear her, you know, before he even tries to shoot her. Yeah. And that's, I keep, I forgot how close he gets to her. And then he cocks the gun and she manages to shoot him. And really, and she does what everybody, you keep shooting till you're out of bullets. That's, I, that was in my note. She just bent till it's gone and then instantly reloads. If that were any other horror movie, they'd be like, thank God he's dead. I want to turn my back on him now. And then Buffalo Bill sits up like the Undertaker mm-hmm. and like, rest in peace, size 14. Somehow his dick and balls are still tucked. <laughs> We, I mean, we do have the. There's. I mean, we we do have the goodbye horses scene. Do you think goodbye horses, the band who wrote that and that song, do you think they love being associated with like? Oh, that's the scene where where the guy t- tucks his dick. I back. mean, would they are they famous for anything else? I don't think so. I mean, at least, I guess better to be the tuck scene than not the tuck scene. You know. <laughs> Can we talk about right. my my favorite one of my favorite parts of the whole sequence with the night vision thing? No. Uh, okay. Uh, it, it is weird when he's <laughs> go, like so confident that he he's like, you want to come in? Maybe I got a number for her. 
And, like, you're a killer. You know that. Like, this is the FBI. You're just letting her in your house. You're so confident that you're never going to be caught. And then he yeah. does the thing where he, he raises his hands and then the cards flutter away and he runs down. But my favorite part <laughs> is when Clarice gets to the well and she's like, help me. And she, uh, the cops are, she's like, the cops will be here any minute, which I don't think that's true, right? They're not coming. She just says I that. Think, I think she says it, but I think that she realizes that because Jack Crawford is, is at the wrong house. So they're going to realize they're at the wrong but house. It's very not going to be that quick, though, you know? It will not. I do like that the the Catherine in the in the wells like, uh, Mister, or uh, you, don't get me out of here. And she's like, I'll be back. You got to stop yelling. She's like, Help me, you fucking bitch! Like, <laughs> I, I, I heard that too. I was like, What the? Hell? That's always one of my favorite parts when it's like she's there to help you, and you're like, You fucking bitch! You help me. Like, and we didn't talk about the pressure scene when, when she pulls the dog down and he's, he's hurt real bad, mister. And, and he's like losing his shit. Like, yeah. Uh, he's like, don't, don't you hurt my dog. I'll try. You don't know fucking pain. Like that's clearly <laughs> unhinged, man. This guy. Yeah. Like he's so unhinged. I'm pretty sure he's trying to get tickets to the heiress tour. <laughs> like, that's how unhinged this man is. Um, and then, you know, it's all wrapped up. They they caught the bad guy, one of them, because this uh, people, there's many things with this movie, but people always just go straight to Hannibal. And he he's a bad guy in it, but he's not even the main villain, really. The guy doing he's shit. He's kind of like, he's more anti-hero than actual villain. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he he does eat a man's face and he does <laughs> you know. kill a lot of people. But, but still. Eh. Yeah. He's helping. He helped. He he did, and, th- and then he escapes, and then we get the last scene where they're they're at some kind of I don't know awards dinner, whatever it is, and then she for graduation. Graduation. Yeah. She she gets a call from uh, Hannibal. Don't don't worry about the trace. I won't be on long enough. I'm having an old friend for dinner, and it's you know he's followed the the good doctor from the prison, and he's about mm-hmm. to eat this dude, and it's like yeah. one of the best endings of any movie where he just walks into the crowd. And he, now he's Following loose. This, and he's going to eat this man. Mm-hmm. And you know you have a really shitty character when the end of your movie is a serial killer cannibal about to eat you. And you're like, yeah, he deserves that. that yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, he deserves to be eaten. Uh, what what do we think of this movie, Gavin? I don't like it. Oh, yeah, I don't it's, think not it's, very, <laughs> <laughs> it's not great. This is by far the best movie we've covered so far. There's some other ones on here that may be personal preferences. This is a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. Except for, like I said, maybe trimming a little bit of the running at the beginning. But this is a great movie. has amazing acting and an incredible cast. And it's just an amazing story that created one of the best cinematic villains characters ever. Um, what What is your oh shit moment? Uh, My oh shit moment is probably going to be when the guy is like blood eagled and hung on the jail because I forgot it mm. happened. Mine is, I would say, when he takes the face off in the ambulance because it does just look like a normal face, and then you, he like, he took a face off his face. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it's like, yo, I heard you like like faces, so I put a face <laughs> on your face, so you can take a face off your yo, face. Yeah, we just pimped your face. <laughs> uh, best kill. Uh, best kill is probably going to be, I, I think it's going to be Hannibal killing the guy in the jail cell. Um, 
Yeah, because what what other kills are in this really? Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, that's the best kills when he's uh, beating up the guy from Squidbillies. <laughs> also, when you, they're doing that elevator scene, and then the cop that that's in charge has this weird mustache where it's like it's a. Did you see it where it's a mustache? But the mustache goes yeah. out to like the middle of his cheeks. <laughs> it's a look. It's a yeah. He's like, I want people to remember me. I want to be weird mustache man and <laughs> Silence of the Lambs. Is this movie scary? Uh, uh, I think it is because that last scene in the that last scene in the dark scared me, and I've seen this movie several times. Yeah, I think I think it's scary too, but uh, it's. There are scarier movies, of course, but this is still scary. Yeah. This is scary because it's 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 very real. Mm-hmm. Uh, if mm-hmm. you if you like uh, Silence of the Lambs, what else should people watch? I would recommend the movie Seven. Yes, I didn't even think of that. That's good. I I think Seven is really good. I would also do. Uh, it's not as good as Seven. I think it's written by the same person. Um, the movie Eight Millimeter with Nicolas Cage. Okay. And then I would also recommend Red Dragon. I think Red Dragon is a solid prequel to this. Mm-hmm. Um, Edward Norton's great. Anthony Hopkins comes back as Hannibal Lecter before he escapes because this is a prequel to Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. Um, would not recommend Hannibal. I don't think Hannibal is very good. I would recommend the movie. Either it's a it's a TV show. It's only two seasons, and it's on Netflix. And it didn't get picked up for a third. So. You don't get any closure to the whole series, but it's called Mind Hunter. Oh yeah, I have watched Mind Hunter. That's really good, uh, and that has some really good serial killer performances. I think it was at Edmund Kemper, the guy who played that yeah. guy. Like, just yeah. it's very grounded, very real uh, mm-hmm. serial killer type detective stuff. And I would also just not even if you like. Silence of the Lambs, but some of the best TV I've watched in the past 10 years is season one of True Detective. Yes, season one of True Detective is incredible. Season three, also pretty good. It is good. good. Uh, I watched season two because people said it wasn't great, and I said, how bad could it be? It's not great, but season... I will skull fuck (laughs) you on your yard. (laughs) I will skull fuck your corpse in front of your kids on your front lawn, or whatever. It's it's just Colin Farrell. They're like, Colin Farrell, can you get drunk and act? Yeah, yeah, Uh, but I definitely just season one of of True Detective is so so good. Um... And I'm trying to think of uh, if there's any other serial killer type. And if you want, like, really gory, you'll have to turn it off type of movie. It, it's called uh, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Oh, God. Henry is upsetting. And if you are you if if you don't like cringy gore and stuff, don't watch it. Uh, Henry. It's Michael Rooker. Yeah. Who's Mary just, Poppins. Uh, it, uh, it bothered oh, that 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 movie did bother me. Yeah, a lot, I did. So definitely, we were watching. And I had to turn it off because producer. It, it didn't make me feel comfortable either. But she's like, I don't want to watch this. So yeah, it, it's very raw. It's very real. So that's what, oh god. And then uh, the Hannibal TV series. Duh. Oh yeah, watch the Hannibal. The Hannibal TV series. It, it's great. Uh, what are we watching next week? Next week we're gonna kind of piggyback off of this because we I mentioned it in passing. We're gonna watch another Ed Gein inspired horror movie. Uh, this one is a real film by a real film director. Mm-hmm. Also, shout out to Jonathan Demme for directing the shit out of Science of the Lambs. We we did not mention him at all. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. feel like <laughs> Jonathan Demme, good job. We're going to put you in the post credit of, of our episode. <laughs> uh, but next week, we're going to watch the classic 
Well, you know, a mother of the boy's best friend. Dee, we're watching dee. motherfucking Psycho. Yeah. E, 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 e. And by that, I mean we're, we're going to watch the best of Psycho Sid's matches in <laughs> WCW. And by that, we're going to watch the uh, remake of Psycho with Vince oh, Vaughn. With, with Anne Hayes. <laughs> no, we're going to watch the 60s Psycho. It's going to be a good time. So be sure to watch that and then come back next week for this episode. So that, that's what we're going to do. Fly, fly, Barbaras. They're coming to get you. Barbara! They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you, 